I confess to Almighty God. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. In the silence of your hearts, let us pour out our intentions before the Lord. Father, help us to be ready to celebrate the great Pascal mystery. Make our love grow each day as we approach the feast of our salvation. And in this Eucharistic celebration, Lord, open the eyes of our hearts. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit. One God forever and ever. Then I will be your God, and you shall be my people. Walk in all the ways that I command you, so that you may prosper. But they obeyed not, nor did they heed pay, pay heed. They walked in the hardness of their evil hearts, and turned their backs, not their faces, to me. From the day that your fathers left the land of Egypt, even to this day, I have sent you untiringly all my servants, the prophets. Yet they have not obeyed me nor paid heed. They have stiffened their necks and done worse than their fathers. When you speak all these words to them, they will not listen to you either. When you call to them, they will not answer you. Say to them, this is the nation that does not listen to the voice of the Lord its God or take correction. Faithfulness has disappeared. The word itself is banished from their speech. The word of the Lord. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, Harden not your heart. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. 
Let us joyfully sing psalms to him. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the God who made us. For he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tempted me. They tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, for I am gracious and merciful. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. And when the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the crowds were amazed. Some of them said, By the power of Beelzebul, the prince of demons, he drives out demons. Others to test him asked him for a sign from heaven. But he knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be laid waste, and house will fall against house. And if Satan is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that it is by the power of Beelzebul that I drive out demons. If I then drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your own people drive them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his palace, his possessions are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks and overtakes and overcomes him, he takes away the armor on which he relies and distributes the spoils. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. The Gospel of the Lord. Thank you. 
Christ, from the first reading, Jeremiah 7, 23-28, that says the Lord, this is what I commanded my people. This is what I commanded my people. What was the command? Listen to my voice. 
then I will be your God and you shall be my people. The condition was, or the command was, listen to my voice. Then I will be your God and you shall be my people. In other words, as long as you keep listening to my voice, I remain your God. Amen. Listen to my voice. As you are hearing my voice, what is coming out of my mouth? Words. Right? My voice, you are hearing, but you are hearing what? Words. So if God says, listen to my voice, what God is telling the Israelites and he's telling us today is that, listen to my word. Listen to my word. My word. It goes on to say, walk in all the ways that I command you so that you may prosper. This is a confirmation of Joshua 1, 1 Joshua chapter 1, from verse 5 to 9, but the verse 8 in particular. Moses told Joshua to not, not to let the book of the law depart from him, but he should meditate on it day and night, in other words, the word of God. And he says, by so doing, you will prosper and succeed. By doing what? By meditating on the word of God. So if God is telling the people of Jeremiah, Jeremiah's people that listen to my voice, then I will be your God. All that God is saying is that I desire above all things that you prosper. And prosperity has, is not only about monetary, it's holistic prosperity. Integral, holistic, complete. In health, in finances, in spirituality, every aspect of our lives. God wants us to prosper. That's what he meant even in Genesis 1, he says, multiply, fill the earth, dominate, be in dominion. So that is the mind of God for us. And if you remember, God hasn't stopped saying this. Even when Jesus was baptized, they heard a voice. The heavens opened, Matthew 3, 17. And they heard a voice, this is my beloved son. And there was a, 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 an echo, a re-echo of that also in Luke 9, during the transfiguration. They heard the same voice again. This is my beloved son. But here or there, he said what? Listen to him. Listen to him. Why is God interested in our listening to him? It's for our good. But we are told that what? But they obeyed not, nor did they pay heed. They walked in the hardness of their evil hearts and turned their backs, not their faces to me. That was their situation. Some way, somehow, it is not very different from our day. We are not listening to the voice of the Lord. We are not listening to the voice of the Lord. God is speaking and God wants us to be at pace with him. God wants to leave us. Listen to my voice. There is so much noise around us. So much noise, even within. But God is calling us to be still and listen to his voice. There are so many voices out there. Today, in our generation, there are so many voices. So many voices. Contradicting the word of God. So if we, if we, don't, if we don't make time to sit down and listen to the voice of God and discern out of these many voices, which one is the voice of the Lord? And then we will be compelled to obey. Because it's only in doing that 
that we will truly have peace, joy, and above all, fulfill the mission for which he is speaking to us and the mission for which he is sending us. That is the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is guiding us. And it's interesting, Jesus recommended no other person or no nothing else to us but the Holy Spirit. He said, I am going away. He will come. He will lead you. He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you. So in today's world, where there are so many contradictory voices, we need more than ever the Holy Spirit. We need to pay attention to Him. Listen to my voice. We need to, to, to listen to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. And this is not going to be possible unless we are people who, I mean, unless we are people of prayer. People who make time and sit at the feet of Jesus. People who sit, be still, and know that I am God. It's only when we are still, when we are quiet, when we make time to wait on the Lord, that we can hear his still voice, his voice. And it's crucial. It goes on. This is a nation that does not listen to the voice of the Lord. That was the description Jeremiah gave, or God gave to those people. That was the, this is a nation that does not listen to the voice of the Lord. What description will God give us today? <coughs> are we people who are listening to his voice? And he goes on to say, they do not take correction. We have made mistakes as a church and as individuals, but if we don't sit down to examine our lives as a church and as individuals, how can we take correction? We may not even know we have done wrong, we have gone wrong. Socrates said, an unexamined life is not worth living. And this is where the importance of retreats comes in. Today, many of us, we don't like retreats. We always want to be active, we always want to be in the crowd. We don't want to be alone. But God is calling us to be alone with him so that he can speak to us. He can point to us our errors and give us grace, yielding and willing hearts to admit and to, uh, to take correction. He says, faithfulness has disappeared. That's the 28. Faithfulness has disappeared. The word itself is banished from their speech. Think about it. Jeremiah 7, 28. He says, faithfulness, sincerity has disappeared. The word itself, the word which is truth, is banished from their speech. This is more applicable to us, priests, those who proclaim the word, and even all of us, so to speak. God is expecting to hear his word from our speeches. It's interesting, how can you come and preach God's word without using his word? We see that happening. Many priests, we come to proclaim the word of God, we are using our ideas. St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he says, when I came to you, I came in trembling, in my weakness, not in my intelligence. I am intelligent, but I didn't come in that. I didn't come to both. But I came in my weakness to proclaim to you the sure, the pure word of God, the unadulterated word of God. So he said, so that your faith may or will be based on the word of God and not on human ideas or opinions. That is the danger of many Catholic priests. We are teaching and proclaiming philosophies, ideas, we don't make time to wait on the Lord. So we come and proclaim the word. Jeremiah says, the word itself is banished from their speech. 
And if that's the case, that is dangerous because it's only the word of God that gives life. Only the word of God gives life. So until, unless we continue to preach the word, the word of God, that is life. Any other thing we preach that is contrary to the word of God, that is not the word of God, is bringing death. It's killing the church. It's killing our congregation. Unless we proclaim that word. And Jeremiah observed that that word itself then was banished from their lips, from their speeches. It is time for us to go back to what the apostles did. Our ancestors in the faith to proclaim the word in season and out of season. And so he tells us, if today then you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. That is what Surah Psalm 95. That is the call on all of us. If today we hear his voice, his, vo- his voice, his, his, his word, we should not what? Harden our hearts. And what does the Psalm tell us? The voice of the Lord says, Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Come where? Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. That is corporate worship. He didn't say, I will sing. There are verses where he says, I will sing. But he says, Come. It's an invitation. Right now, we are invited to come together and sing to the Lord. It's interesting, we go to some churches and even entrance, one minute song. Are we deceiving ourselves? We are not even, some are not, some will not even open their mouth to sing. We are too big to sing and praise the Lord. We are hardening our hearts. He says, come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. He didn't say, come and sit and others to sing for you to hear. No, no, no. Come, let us all sing. It is present of the nature of your voice. Even if the whole choir is singing and going this way, key D, and you are going key S, the Lord appreciates that. Make the effort. We are too gentle. Today we go to church. Some of us are too gentle. We don't mean, we don't say anything. No. We are denying ourselves of God's blessings. Anytime we obey the word of the Lord, we receive blessings. It's true. Anytime we, we, we obey the Lord, we draw closer to Him. So if God commands and instructs us to sing joyfully to the Lord, you see, it says, sing joyfully, not just sing. Sometimes people are even singing and it's like they are being compelled or they are forced to sing. No, 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 no. Psalm 100 talks about it. Come and worship the Lord with joy. Worship the Lord with joy. Today you go for mass, you see the congregation, and it's like we are mourning. No, it's a celebration. Sing joyfully. Let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. And let us joyfully sing psalms to him. We cannot dissociate or separate joy from the Lord's presence. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. It's a contradiction for us to come for us to be in his presence and be sorrowful. No. He is the rock of our salvation, we are told. The rock. It means we can depend on him. Irrespective of our situation. Irrespective of what we are going through. Yes, maybe you are having Christ in whatever situation you find yourself before come for us. But once you get into his presence, remember the psalm says, you go on psalm, psalm, psalm it says, the mountains melt in his presence. Whatever is bothering us, once we are in his presence, he takes care of everything. So with that assurance, with that confidence in the rock of our salvation, we are compelled to sing and shout joyfully before him. 
The Lord enjoys and inhabits the praises of his people. Any community, any individual, any church, any parish that is a praising church will continually experience the presence of the Lord. It's true. Because God inhabits the praises of his people. Something is true. And it's very important. So if we have a church, a parish, a community, a life that is devoid of praises, that doesn't like praising God, that doesn't like singing joyfully to the Lord, the presence of the Lord will be missing there. If at all is there, but it's just going to be in trickling forms. But God wants to flood his, his house with his presence. God wants to flood our life with his presence. Friends, learn to sing praises to God even in your own prayer life. That's one of the secrets to victory. Learn to sing and praise God in your room. Dance and shake yourself in your room. God sees your heart. And God will descend. God inhabits the praises of his people. Don't ever forget that. He says, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. That is a command. He keeps saying, come. Come to church. Come to worship. Come for prayer meetings. Come for Bible sharing. And we are not listening. Many parishes, many churches are empty these days. Why? We are not listening to the invitation. We are having our hearts. Come. The Lord has good things for us. Come. Many people are hungry. We are struggling. And we are pursuing all kinds of things to satisfy us. But these are filling us day in and out. And we are still hardening our hearts. Come. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. The Lord wants to guide us. The Lord wants to lead us. The systems of the world are failing us. And in fact, they will continue to fail. Only Jesus cannot fail. The whole world, the economies, the economies of the nations are crumbling down. But we are not learning. We are supposed to run back to the Lord. He is the Lord who shepherds and guides us. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your heart, as of Meribah, as in the day of Master in the desert, where your father tempted me. They tested me, though they had seen my works. What haven't you seen in the church? What haven't you seen in the church? And we are putting all that aside and trying to lean on our own understanding. Remember Solomon's advice. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. That is an invitation to us all as a church and as individuals. And that is why, if you go to the gospel, it says, Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. And when the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke. And the crowds were amazed. This man had a deficiency. He could not speak. Why would the enemy or the demon possess? The demon attack his speech. And Jesus saw the need to open his mouth, so to speak. And the man spoke, and the crowds were amazed. They were not only amazed at the fact that he spoke, I suspect and I believe he said something glorious about God. It's true. Because these people had a knowledge about the fact that the, uh, Satan could also do that. 
So it wasn't just all about the miracles that surprised them, that amazed them, because they were familiar with miracles. They, said, they asserted that it was Beelzebul that made him speak. It means, or it meant that they had the idea that the enemy could also make people speak, Satan. But whatever the man spoke, he said, the man spoke and the crowds were amazed. I suspect the man said something about God. And friends, this is what we are all supposed to do. We take our mouth for granted. Later today, sit down quietly and ask and imagine that you were dumped for a whole year. Think about it. What about your whole life? If you were dumped, you can't speak. How handicapped you would be. And so, the psalmist said, come, let us give thanks to the Lord. Let us remember always to thank the Lord for the gift of our mass. Hello? The gift of our mass. We take things for granted. Imagine to be done. Remember 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says, We have been taken out of darkness. We are a royal priesthood. Called forth out of darkness to proclaim the wonderful acts of God. That was what this man was doing. The deaf and dumb man. The, man, the mute man. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke. Today, some of us are not mute. Most of us are not mute in church. Yet we behave like dumb people. First of all, I made a point. We don't even want to think. We don't want to open our mouth. We are behaving like dumb people. But we are supposed to be what? To be speaking. Our mouth, whatever God gives us, is supposed to be used for his glory. Let us not be too big or too intelligent. Sometimes we feel that, oh, I, I, I make a fool of myself before my friends. Who are you? Who am I? Before our friends, want to look good, want to appear, appear good. Because we feel shy to sing and lift our hands. It's, even in some places and some parishes, it's a crime to raise your hands like this. And praise God. When the word of God tells us, lift up your hands, praise the Lord and all that, who do we want to obey? Want to, we want to obey systems and men. Friends, it is time for us to listen to the voice of the Lord. Jesus says, it goes on, whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. Jesus is calling you and I to gather with him. How can we gather with him? Let us proclaim his word. Let us listen to, first of all, to his word and proclaim it. This, deaf and, uh, this mute man spoke and the crowds were amazed. The words that come out of our mouths, do they point others to Jesus, to God? Some of us, our mouths are, are sharp as razor blade, you know? Sharper than a double-edged sword. Our mouths are supposed to build. This man spoke and they were amazed. Some people, some of us, we use our mouths to insult. Some of us, our mouths are heavier than think about it. But we are supposed to use our mouths to glorify God. We are supposed to speak. And when we speak, people should be amazed and be drawn closer to God. We pray that the Lord will convict each one of us not to harden our hearts. That we will open our hearts. We will open our eyes and open our hearts to receive this word of God day in and out. And that wherever we find ourselves, we will proclaim the wonderful acts of God. We pray for these graces in this mass. You know this song? All I need is you, Lord. Is you, Lord. All I need is you.
All right, all right. I, I we pray for this way in this month. That's okay. All I need is you, Lord. Is you, Lord. All I need is you. Oh, all I need is you, Lord. Is you, Lord. All I need is you. Oh, all I need is you, Lord. Is 